Welcome to Staying Sober. Uh, so the this afternoon, I was kind of reflecting back on a little bit more of my story. And uh, I was kind of thinking about it this time when I lived with one of my buddies that I grew up with. He moved into my dad's house with me because we were both little punk-ass drunks and smoking weed and doing coke all the time. And uh, for a solid year, I didn't do anything. I didn't make any forward progress in my life. I destroyed relationships with friends and family, including this friend. And I just, I'm not really a person to kind of go back but I had to go back on this because it was just so, so stupid. There was multiple days and multiple times where we would wake up and, God, this is terrible, and and basically raid my dad's change collection, like his spare change that he had, for quarters so that we could go buy 40-ounce beers 40-ounce King Cobra was our choice because it had the highest alcohol content and would get us the most drunk for the least amount of money. I think it was like a dollar and 17 cents or something like that for each one. So we would go get as many quarters as we could get or fine. <clears throat> so we would go, so we could go buy more alcohol. And one of, you know, there was, there was a time when I was doing this, and I I had a collection of 40-ounce beers on top of an entertainment center. The thing was probably three feet wide by three feet deep, and the whole thing, the whole top of it was full of empty 40 containers, and I was so fucking proud of myself that I drank that much beer and collected that many stupid-ass souvenirs and so many stupid-ass trophies, proving what a piece of shit I was. And uh, there was two nights in particular that I remember. And uh, the first, one of the first nights, we were we were out drinking on my back porch, and it was the second story of the house, <clears throat> so we could see out back into the alley. In Chicago, there's a lot of alleys. And uh, one of my neighbors, <coughs> excuse me, one of my neighbors from across the alley, came out there and was yelling at us because we were smoking weed. And I remember it was, every night, 12 p.m., you're smoking the weeds. And me and my buddy were like, dude, we're going to come down there and we're going to fucking kill you if you continue talking shit. So two drunk-ass people that were too old to be drinking and hanging out on the back porch, we were probably, I mean, probably not too old, but we weren't doing shit anyway, so we might as well have done this, right? Two adults screaming and yelling at midnight at some somebody that was, you know, poking his head around and probably shouldn't have been, but we shouldn't have been doing what we were doing anyway. And uh, we're screaming and yelling at him, and uh, my buddy actually walked down the stairs, walked out the back door, and started getting in this guy's fence or got, getting in this guy's face through the fence or over the, you know, the chain link fence, talking shit. Nobody fought. But this was the basically the middle of the night when everybody else, including my father, was sleeping and getting their rest for their workday ahead of them. And these two adult losers were trying to pick a fight with some unsuspecting Polish dude. And at the time, 
I thought it was such an accomplishment that we were such hard asses and such such little tough guys that we would pick a fight with some dude because we were inconveniencing him. And I'm a little, I mean, I'm a little more self-aware and a little more cognizant of the people around me and how I'm affecting them. But like that just sticks out in my head as, as a, as a moment of clarity now as, you know, why, why the fuck am I going to be screaming and yelling at somebody and having my buddy go down there and try and fight this dude over nothing. And then, uh, (laughs) so that guy never came around again. And, uh, another time my, my buddy that was living with me, we, we had gotten into a fight because we were both terrifying drunks, terrifying drug addicts. And we're always at each other's throats because we were broken. Not thinking of anything productive to do, you know? When you get yourself into a situation where you ain't doing shit to get better, you're going to for sure get worse. Uh, we were we were fighting with each other, and I kicked him out of the house. And, uh, I mean, this is, the, this is another lame part of the story. He moved back in with his mom two doors over <laughs> because... We were that big of losers that we had to live with our parents and had to move back home to mommy and daddy, and they only lived two houses away. And this isn't some, like, suburbanite shit where, you know, we're sheltered kids. This is, like, city of Chicago. Parents are are, are never home, and we're always just left to our own devices. So he moves back in with his mom, and I don't see him for – well, I mean, I would see him, but we would just – side-eye each other and keep going, but I hadn't seen him in probably three, four weeks, <clears throat> and I see him driving through the alley in his expedition, and uh, I still have my collection of 40-ounce bottles on top of the the uh, entertainment center, so as he drives by, I, uh, I took one of the 40 bottles, and I whipped it over my garage, and it, it hit his car, and it broke all over the alley. So I just kept throwing him until he until he got out of his car and picked a fight with me. But obviously I was the one picking the fight with him. But because I was such a drunk piece of shit, I assumed that he was the instigator in this one, even though I was the the real moron here. And, you know, we were screaming and yelling at each other while he was in the alley. And I was 20 feet above him on my porch, like true adults. Uh, this was, this was probably six o'clock in the afternoon and, uh, literally just hurling insults at each other, throwing bottles of alcohol at each other. But it was, it was, it was a wonderful breach of our, of our fighting. And and we went down there and we hugged it out. And there is no real moral to the story. It's just one of my, my memory, my embarrassing memories. What a, what a drunk, drugged out loser I was. And, uh, and I, I just couldn't help but reflect on it and, and think about how far I've come. Uh, you know, I've got a wife, a kid, a baby on the way. I've got a couple of successful businesses. Um, you know, you, you always, you always read whenever I was in that position, I would read about people that were more successful than I was because obviously I was, I wasn't doing shit. So fucking, anybody was more successful and you know, you read, you read shit like that and you, you think about stuff like that and you're like, why do, why do they deserve that? Why can't, why, you know, why can't I have that? Well, if you look at yourself in the mirror for long enough and ask yourself the right questions, you'll realize, and I realized that 
The reason I don't have any of those fucking things is because I'm not doing anything to get better. I'm not doing anything to move the needle. I'm not, I wasn't doing anything to be more productive. And I mean, this was, like I said, I think this was my late teens, early twenties, probably I might've been 20 or 21. I'm not sure. Um, but I was definitely a loser and it, it literally took me until I was 24 years old to get better. It took me three years to start even thinking about getting better. And I'm 32 now, and it sounds like a lifetime ago. But if you're stuck in a place right now, and it feels like there's no way out, or it feels like you're not doing enough, then you probably aren't doing enough. And if it feels like everybody around you gets more than they deserve, or you think that you deserve more, but you don't know how to get it, then the only thing that you can do to get better is to take action. And whether that means getting sober, whether that means talking to sober people, whether it means cutting people out of your life that are toxic, whether it means removing yourself from better people's lives because you're toxic and getting your apologies in order and talking to them to get yourself back involved with them. That's some shit and some hard truths you need to, you need to face. It, it took me three years to get better. I still wasn't great. I was still a drunk and a drug addict. It took me three years to get better and get a better paying job and start thinking of more of my, of feeling more valuable to even myself. I didn't feel any value. I, th- I always thought about how, how great I was, but I was just such a loser. It took me three years to get better and another five years or another four years after that to start my first business. So, you know, if, if seven years sounds like a long time to make progress, it, it, it's not, you know, you have to, you have to face it and realize that if you want to be great and you want to achieve your goals, it's going to take time and consistency and patience. And you're going to have to be self-motivating to get what you want. And it may take a lot longer than you think it should. But once you start seeing progress is when you'll start accepting that, yeah, maybe I do deserve more things. Maybe I, maybe all the people around me that are getting what they want do deserve it. And not only do they deserve it, but I deserve it too. And everybody that that I'm around, how am I serving them? And what more can I do for somebody? Because like I said in previous episodes, if you help one person one time, that's going to get paid back to you in, in multiples. So there is a moral to that story is back to time and patience, you know, good things come to those who wait is bullshit. It comes to those who work hard, but you're going to have to take the time to work hard and you have to put in the time and have the patience to achieve what you want. And it's going to be fucking difficult. And quitting drinking and doing drugs is, is a great step in the right direction. I mean, I didn't get sober until I was 31. So even further, it took me 10 years to get to there. So if you're struggling and you're stuck and you're unsure of what to do or how to do it, you know, start with eliminating what you think is causing the problems. If it's your friends, if it's you, identify that and move on from it. But you need to put some work in and you need to work on yourself and you need to work on your relationships 
and work on the people around you and work on, on understanding that you deserve more and you deserve better and that you are better. And this little, this little problem you may have with alcohol and drugs is just a barrier to entry. And it's something that can be overcome and it's something that can be beaten. It ain't going to be easy, but it's going to, it's going to give you, it's going to give you the strength to do anything you want in your life. So if you're struggling with, uh, with drugs or alcohol or, or you just need somebody to talk to, please reach out. I'm always available. And thanks for listening.